Hello there, I'm Brandon Juliet, the host of the Update Podcast. And if you're listening to this, you should be familiar with what I'm about to say by now, but if you're new, allow me to explain. Uh, by if you're hearing this, you should be a bit familiar with the Update's annual routine. Every once in a while, we go on a little bit of a hiatus during the summer, and I personally start growing facial hair. But, of course, I'm, hope- I'm not going to have this for very long, you know, because my wife... <laughs> and I'm looking forward to starting new episodes of the update very soon. In the meantime, however, I, we have some very special gifts for all of you. We've been doing this show long enough to, you know, get to know each other pretty well. But not a lot of people have probably heard our first episodes from way back in 2017. Well, we're gonna be, we've been rectifying that by going into our archives and playing every single episode of the update from year number one. And if you missed them, don't worry, we're gonna be recycling them again very soon. Year number four of the update was a year that really does not need any explanation. But if, in case you've had your head under a rock and were unaware of what's been going on, Year number four was a year that was dominated by COVID and the pandemic. Literally, we went from being in the WKRB studios to being on the road within the snap of your fingers and watching everything shut down around us. It was very scary at the start, but we persevered and we continued to find a way to move forward. You see, journalists, they don't fade away. They just keep coming back for more. So, enjoy enjoy year number four of the update. Excuse me. And uh, we'll be back with new episodes very soon. So, in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news will be good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. Please be well. And I'll see you with new episodes of the update soon enough down the road. This is the update with Brandon Julian, reporting tonight on the road. And a very pleasant Thursday afternoon to you, Brandon Julian here, of course, the host of the update, reporting today from outside the closed Museum of Natural History on the west side of Manhattan, across the street, of course, from Central Park. We have a lot of news to get to this Thursday, including the latest coronavirus uh, developments. The battle has now grown deadly on the front lines. A healthcare worker at one of the city hospitals that has been under siege by the virus has now died. Co-workers and his sister now say that assistant nurse manager Keowis Kelly died on Tuesday from the virus after he got sick two weeks ago. Kelly worked at Mount Sinai Health West Hospital in Manhattan. A representative for the hospital system, though, wouldn't confirm Kelly's cause of death, but said the coronavirus crisis has turned healthcare professionals into, quote, true American heroes. 
Up in the state capital in Albany, the governor in his daily briefing gave us the latest numbers. And the number of people now hospitalized with COVID-19 in the state has climbed over 5,300, with close to 1,300 of them in intensive care. Officials, of course, are keeping a close eye on the already stressed hospitals as the number of cases is predicted to rise for perhaps three more weeks. Cuomo said yesterday that as many as 140,000 hospital beds may be needed in a state with with already 53,000. The state has now more than 37,000 confirmed cases and 385 deaths. The nation high figures are driven mostly, of course, by New York City. The question among doctors and many others is now, how did the outbreak get so bad in New York? The outbreak here accounts for roughly half of the cases in the U.S. to date. Public health experts are pointing to the size and density of the nation's biggest city as a likely factor. The governor, of course, has cited New York's status as well as an international business center and transportation hub. Some experts also noted the state's big push to test people, more than 12,000 just on Monday alone. Scientists are expecting that the number of new infections, hospitalizations, and deaths in the New York area will increase over the next few weeks. But they also believe that the social distancing and staying inside are helping slow the spread. Out in the Midwest in Chicago, the growing number of Americans are saying now that state and federal governments are starting to trample civil rights in the name of public health during this outbreak. Those already that are making the case include a churchgoer in New Hampshire who filed a lawsuit arguing that prohibitions against large gatherings violate her religious rights. Most liberal civil libertarians are concerned, but they're not yet sounding the alarm bells. Public health lawyer Larry Ghostin says that measures to date aren't draconian. But he fears, he says, that leaders could resort to increasingly harsh methods that cross constitutional bounds if the crisis continues to drag on. Upstate in Lyon, New York, uh, we're learning that Remington Arms has offered to donate manufacturing space for hospital supplies here in New York. The Ithaca Journal reported that the CEO of the gun manufacturer, Ken D.R.C., wrote a letter on Monday to Governor Cuomo and President Trump offering, quote, approximately one million square feet of unused and available manufacturing place in the Lyon plant. Cuomo issued an executive order, of course, for all non-essential workers to remain home. The company announced last Friday that it would shut down in compliance until April 30th. DRC said that the company would be honored to help produce ventilators, surgical masks, hospital beds, and any other products to aid the efforts to combat the coronavirus. Out west in Los Angeles, the Michael Jackson estate is now donating $300,000 to help people in the entertainment industry that have been hurt by the coronavirus pandemic. The donations are going to be focusing on Broadway workers as well as workers in Las Vegas and in the music industry. 
Jackson's estate announced yesterday that it will give $100,000 apiece to Broadway Cares, Three Square Food Bank in Nevada, and the Recording Academies as Music Cares, because all three areas have been good to the have been good to the estate and to Jackson. The estate's co-executor, John Bronca, tells the Associated Press that the gifts are personal for the keepers of Jackson's affairs and legacy and are in line with the singer's charitable endeavors during his lifetime. And over in Raleigh in North Carolina, what works for Fido may also work for Jane and John Doe. Veterinary hospitals from North Carolina to New York and to Colorado are now giving vital equipment and supplies to their human-focused counterparts to help fight the spread. Breathing machines, masks, gowns, protective suits. The donations are all coming in response to a call last week from the U.S. Agriculture Secretary for materials to combat the pandemic. One veterinary official says the schools have lined up more than six dozen ventilators that could be commandeered for human treatment. Private institutions are also eating the call, identifying about 100 full-service ventilators nationwide that can also be pressed into service. There is other news of this day to get to. We will address those when the update returns in just 30 seconds. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everyone. Some of the other news of this Thursday. The judge who sentenced the rapper Takashi 69 to prison now says that he would have ordered home confinement if he had known about the coronavirus back in December. U.S. District Judge Paul Engelmeyer, however, yesterday rejected lawyers' request that the 23-year-old performer, whose real name is Danielle Hernandez, be confined at home for the last four months of his two-year term. The Manhattan jurist said that he didn't have the legal authority to change his sentence. But he issued, quote, instructive guidance to the Bureau of Prisons to let it know that he would have sentenced the rapper to home confinement had he known about coronavirus and that Takashi 69's asthma makes him vulnerable. And finally, with millions of people, of course, stuck at home due to the outbreak, television viewership is now on the rise. And that's some rare good news for an industry that has been shrinking steadily over the past decade. News is obviously, of course, the biggest winner. Entertainment programmers, though, are studying the statistics for signs of what's stuck and stress viewers want to see. Many believe that viewers want the television equivalent of comfort food. Uh, Animal Planet's response is 94 straight hours of cuddly critters romping on the screen. ABC is hoping to gather families with a David Blaine magic special, while CBS will air a James Corden primetime special. Time for us to step aside for a moment. When we return on the update this Thursday, we're going to talk sports because today was supposed to be opening day for MLB, but instead they'll be offering fans oldies but goodies as it's opening day at home. 
And then we will talk national news and how Stop and Shop is looking to hire at least 5,000 associates for regular and part-time positions. That and more when the update with Brandon Julian returns in just 60 seconds. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When hurricane winds are gusting? When floodwaters reach your door? Or a blizzard blocks all the roads? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB Update. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking sports on this Thursday. The ballparks, of course, are going to be empty today on what was supposed to be MLB's opening day with the start of the regular season still on hold because of the pandemic. To help fill the void, MLB is offering fans some oldies but goodies. It'll air one memorable game for each franchise today on its YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook pages. And the MLB network is planning to broadcast classic opening day games throughout the day. If there is no baseball this year, heaven forbid, Mookie Betts and all the players set to be free agents after the 2020 season would still get that chance. As part of a broad deal that's being negotiated by the commissioner's office and the Players Association, that's according to a person that's familiar with uh, these discussions. Uh, The person told the AP that the agreement would credit major leaguers with the same service time this year that they earned in 2019 if there's no season. The person said that MLB and the union would agree to try to play as many regular season games as possible. They would also agree to one-time changes to the postseason, which would create the possibility of expanded playoffs this year. Reds pitcher Trevor Bauer, Marcus Stroman of the Mets, Astros outfielder George Springer, and Phillies catcher JT Realmuto would also be eligible for free agency, even if the season is canceled. Let us talk some national news now on this Thursday. In Washington, the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is now forecasting a quick bipartisan approval of the massive $2.2 trillion coronavirus economic relief bill that was approved by the Senate. They unanimously, the Senate, passed the bill late yesterday. Pelosi says that the House will vote on the package tomorrow and she expects that it will pass with, quote, strong bipartisan support. The package comes as fresh evidence is emerging that the U.S. is sinking into recession. The government today reported 3.3 million new weekly unemployment claims, four times the previous record. 
Stop and Shop is now going to be hiring at least 5,000 new associates for regular and part-time positions in its stores, distribution centers, and delivery operations across New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. But luxury retailer Nordstrom will start to furlough a portion of its corporate employees starting April 5th for six weeks. It's also extending temporary store closures for at least one week through April 5th. Fitch Ratings downgraded casino operator NGM Resorts and Universal Entertainment, citing, quote, severe disruption to global gaming caused by the coronavirus outbreak. And finally, down in Miami, in other news, the U.S. Department of Justice has now indicted Venezuela's socialist leader, Nicolas Maduro, and several key aides on charges of narco-terrorism. The department accused them of conspiring with Colombian rebels to, quote, flood the United States with cocaine. The sweeping action is bound to ratchet up tensions between Washington and Caracas as the spread of the coronavirus is now threatening to collapse a health system and an oil-dependent economy driven deep into the ground by years of corruption and also U.S. sanctions. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said that the just that the State Department would offer cash rewards of up to $55 million leading to the arrests or convictions of Maduro and his associates. Our thought for today is from Seneca the Younger, the Roman statesman and philosopher, born in 3 BC and died in 65 AD. Our thought for today is, life's like a play. It's not the length, but the excellence of the acting that matters. I'll let you guys ponder on that as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is, Thursday, March the 26th, 2020. That is the update this Thursday. I'm Brandon June. We appreciate you joining us. Hoping that your news is good news, and I wish you luck. See you tomorrow.